I think people would rather hear of our great works uh, than our talk of our talk. Of- you just want us to wake up the spider god. That's what you want. Listen, I want what I want, and that's and that's Popeye. I think that's I am what I am, and that's Popeye. It's not the same. Um, I thought you wanted Popeye, which was like a way better. Like, all right, Anne, you do you, but you know what? Don't yuck! Don't yuck my yum. <laughs> You're into bald sailors with muscles. Don't knock it. Do you try it? Not no. I get it. Like I'm into it. It's fine. Well, guys, welcome back and welcome, sir, up to the show. Welcome to banter at last. Hi. Just in time for us to wipe. Yeah, I'll I'll still be sleeping though, so y'all have fun. You'll be all that's left after this episode. Tell our story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am the party. <laughs> but you'll be there to witness it, and you can tell our tale. <laughs> exactly. If only I knew their names. <laughs> I'm sure I have something bedazzled with my name on it in my bag. It, I won't be that hard to ID. <laughs> and it will be the only one. <laughs> I don't know. Daria probably has her own name tattooed on her somewhere with a big heart around it and an arrow going through it. For one true love. Yeah. Let me ask you, Diana, what about a giant don't fuck with this egg egg made you go, I'm gonna fuck with it immediately. I see a big red button. I wanna know what it is. I know, I know. And you know what? It's it's players like you who make (laughs) (laughs) who make my world go around. And I love it. Do you need a catalyst in your game? Is there something that your players are avoiding doing because they know it'll end in a TPK? Invite me to guest. I'll take care of it for you. I got you. I'll press any and all buttons. I'll burn this mofo down. I don't even care. <laughs> oh, oh, well, we know where we know where Daria stands. Uh, or Diana. The veil is so thin sometimes. <laughs> it's She's basically me. I mean... <laughs> I am obsessed with everybody's characters and I want to like continue to play with you, but now now you'll all die. So I guess like if this is everyone say something nice about no I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not it's not that bad. It's just a dark god of the Xeldarine who is just, you know, here on business. We hadn't confirmed that yet, but I'm very glad that you just Told me. I mean, y- you know that that is who this place is for, but you don't know that that's what's in the egg. Maybe some other weird baddies stuck in this egg sack. You know, when you told us to roll up level three characters, I really <laughs> thought we were going to help some shepherds, maybe, or like solve the mystery of who stole the pie out of the windowsill. Like, Do I that thought, link challenge where you got to collect yeah, all the I really, chickens. I like, like, different yes. for what where we were going to be four episodes in. And no matter what happens to us now, we have Lord Chadimus Duchuk III waiting outside who will definitely come and save us. Uh, definitely. <laughs> Malachi liked the scritches, though, so that he might... That's true. Malachi will come and save me. <laughs> Malachi is the true hero. Malachi is the chosen one. This is Malachi's story. We're just living in it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, 
When last we saw our heroes, you had trepidatiously entered a crypt dedicated to one of the dark Seldarine, Loth, the Spider Queen, in search of more answers as to who or what was attempting to take advantage of the immense arcane power tethered within the ley lines of the Feywild. Winding your way through this labyrinth, you discovered some footprints that seemed to be dragging something or with the blood apparently left behind, you think, perhaps someone with them. Following their path, you made it to the central crypt, a large cavernous space with eight sides. Bodies are piled against the wall, all save one, a tabaxi with tiger-like features who, while unconscious, still appears to be breathing. And she rests at one of the points of an eight-pointed star, drawn in runes by a ritual caster whose location you don't seem to be able to suss out as of yet. What really has your attention is that there is spider silk hanging down drawn to a central point in a net above this star, holding an ashen egg. Completely unfazed, Daria Volcanus had approached this egg. And whilst I'm sure all of us are very curious what Daria intends to do, I want to start with our tabaxi friend who is beginning to wake. Pandora. Yes. The sounds in this room begin to return you to the waking world. I think I come to with a jolt of sort of like, <sighs> what? Pandora, your eyes dart about the room, desperately trying to make sense of waking up in a completely different environment than when you initially fell unconscious. Daria, this sharp intake of air from Pandora draws your attention just as you're about to smudge out those runes you were looking at. The instant that Pandora moves, Daria's focus sort of shifts away from the giant egg sack. And I think this is where her heel slips, you know, adjusting her stance. And she just scuffs away one or two of the lines on this sand incantation on the ground. Nothing seems to happen, but there's almost like a vibration in the egg sack? Oh, vibrating sacks are never good. Where is Endo in all of this? I probably am the last through this entrance, uh, probably right behind Brock and moving just to the side so I can get a better view of the room. Steadying my longbow and staying kind of near the outskirts of the room, now eyeing this moving figure on the floor. And then Brock, where are you? Brock pulls his great axe from his back and poises himself defensively between the new stranger and Endo. Oh, geez, Brock on lock. <laughs> all right. As I awaken and sit up, are all my things with me? About 15 feet to your left, your staff has been strewn on the ground, and you instinctively reach to your pouches along your belt and find that you've been left with the basics, while your rest certainly was not uh, enjoyable in this space, you have received the benefits of a long rest since your battle in the woods. Perhaps kind of with a jolt of energy, 
run for and try to just grab her stuff and maybe perhaps situate herself with a back to a wall being like what <laughs> who, who are you we could ask you the same thing who are you what are you doing here I was taken here I don't know where here is I would like to insight check that only because I'm suspicious that now this is a follower of Lolf. Go ahead. 18. With an 18, Pandora, I do think that's enough to really get an honest vibe of what you're about, if you want to share. You would get, like, genuine confusion, but that same suspicion thrown right back at all of y'all for being in this room. There's a lot of sus going on in this room, and y'all are here, so therefore, there's a chance you're part of the sus. <laughs> With my passive insight of 16, do I feel these dagger vibes going back and forth across this chamber? These sus-ass Among Us vibes? <laughs> sus. She's also scared. Trust is at an all-time low. And it makes sense, given that this is a god of betrayal, that everyone should be appropriately sus of everybody else in a space like this. Brock will kind of quickly, like, dart eyes to check some of the other nearby figures that are in his immediate peripheral vision to see if any of those are showing any signs of stirring. Roll me that perceptione. Ooh, that's a 21. Nice. Thank God. <laughs> Your gaze moves over the corpses. Creatures from all walks of life and ancestries, different dress and cultures, some from the Feywild, some perhaps from other planes. Some of these bodies are more decomposed than others, but your heart catches in your chest as you note two eyes staring at you from amidst one of the piles. It could be a body that's simply been lean that way with eyes open, but there is the smallest twitch of an interested brow that raises on the face as you meet its gaze. And where is this one? This figure seems to be on the other side of the chamber. So to be clear, if you guys are between the door and the egg, this one is between the egg and the far wall. Mistress Doria, Mistress Endo, I don't think this is the only one that is still alive. And will, with a slight tilt of his head, gesture the one that he noted as potentially watching. All of you... Pandora included, follow Brock's eyeline and begin to make out the same face. The head clicks into place and this ghastly, long, spindly form of an impossibly emaciated Goliath begins to extricate itself from the other corpses around it and stand to look at you, steepling his fingers in front of his chest. His expression is one of interest, intense will, and a little bit of wildness as you begin to make out the red veins of his dry eyes. The voice rasps out of him like he could have been asleep here for a thousand years or ten minutes. Maybe this is just the way he is. I apologize. I didn't mean to give you such a fright. 
But did I hear you say endo? No, no one said that. No, I I said, uh, I think there's the end of our investigation is in this room. That's what I heard, yes, that's exactly what I heard. That's right. Everything about this man is too long. His neck stretches forward, craning his head as his eyes pierce into each one of you before landing on Endo. And he takes in a deep breath. You smell like him, like the amethyst wood. <laughs> you must be her. Artisolendo Lunetra. Your brother showed me a portrait once. I must say, it didn't do you justice, my dear. You, you, you're a part of this? Not that I was aware of, but, um, what do you know of my brother? Where is he now? Oh, I am so hurt. It would appear he never mentioned me. The messenger of the gloaming traveled with me for a time, but I think he decided all of this, and he gestures towards the just ominous nature of this room. Wasn't for him, I'm afraid. A shame, really. So we got this gangly Goliath who has a very spider-like appearance. As a motif. That's, yeah. Do I know if that's a lolf thing? It's because it seems like... Because <laughs> it sounds like a lolf thing. I'm like, I'm just gonna... It seems like kind of a lolf thing. You certainly get person who's been in this room too long vibes. <laughs> Is something in the egg, sha- egg sack still shifting around? Am I still hearing movement? Just every once in a while when it seems like there's not movement anymore and that you made it up the whole time, it goes... Then, uh, well, this Goliath is sort of focused on Endo, I'm going to very quietly and coolly pull my rapier out and slice my palm in the process. I'm just going to have it sort of poised against that egg sack. As soon as the metallic scent of blood hits the air, Daria, you notice a twitch, a shift in this, for lack of a better term. Spider-Man's stance and he cranes his neck up towards the top of the ceiling where these silk strands are hanging down and he shudders with anticipation and says yes that would be most helpful my dear yes I'm sorry it will take a lot of sacrifice to unlock the power within the Feywild. Oh no, darling, this is just for me. Um, and having been found out, uh, Daria will switch hands with the rapier, because she's ambidextrous, and just lick the remaining blood out of her palm and flash a big old smile at this creepy-ass Goliath. Ooh, he gives a satisfied shudder again as you lick the blade. This has only seemed to enhance his ardor, Daria. Mm. 
Well, Endo's reputation preceded her, but I would like to know you all better. Please, introductions. I am Itzak, mind killer, formerly Arcani, but names change. <laughs> and you are? I'm afraid the rest of us are of no consequence. We're merely here as Endo's assistants. At this point, Brock has shifted attention fully to this entity and just with a, a low growl, just says, just say the word, Mistress Endo, and we'll smash Moyax right into his skull. I, are you alone here? His eyes shoot to you, Pandora. <laughs> well, I don't ever consider myself to be alone, my dear. But I suppose that all depends on who you're willing to call a friend. You're not who brought me here. Where is that person? Yes. <laughs> yes, she left you here, I'm sorry to say. After you were brought, we took stock and realized we needed um, a few more active <laughs> participants. He idly nudges a bone that had sort of flipped out of the pile of corpses when he dislodged himself from where he was hiding, and it clatters against the ground. But lucky me, you all followed on not long after she left. I'm sorry, I think we need to go. This was a bad idea. Mistress Endo, we should really leave. They're expecting you for dinner. I'll just hold up a hand for a moment. Where is my brother now? Messenger Lunetra, I was about to ask you the same question. And one of his thin legs slides out from underneath his threadbare robes as he begins drawing himself closer to you. He will not get closer than like 20 feet from me. As soon as he attempts it, the longbow comes out and is drawn. Yeah, the moment he steps foot towards Endo, Brock is in the path too. Like, this is no. <laughs> I put more and more pressure on my blade against the egg sack. There is this flurry of defensive movement from all of you and he stops dead still. Only his eyes move to Endo. It's been a long time since I've seen your brother. He betrayed me. He betrayed the rest of our party and left us in ruin. But he misunderstood what we wanted, what we were trying to expose, the hypocrisy, the ego of the Fey courts. Pandora doesn't say anything, but she starts to sort of try to sidestep backwards towards the entrance, like the door. Who do you follow? My mistress could be very helpful to all of you, especially you, Endo. I take it you're looking for your brother. She could catch him in her web and hold him until you're able to reconnect. Please. Who do you follow? Matron of lusts, weaver of destiny, she who is called Dark. Mother. That's all I needed, and I stabbed the egg sack. His litany of honorifics is cut short by your blade, Daria. You watch as the yoke begins to squelch out of the opening you've made down your blade and drip onto the floor. 
the entire building begins to rumble as if it is awakening. Guys, I think it might be time to roll for initiative. Oh, I had more questions, no! Well, 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 it looks like the gang has gotten themselves into a bit of a scrape. But before we get into all of that, I just wanted to take a second to say thank you so much to everyone who is listening to the show and especially to the Hearthsinger Games Patreon subscribers who enable us to make the show. If you are curious about subscribing to Hearthsinger Games, you'll get early access to episodes of this show before they air. You'll get additional access to behind the scenes features. And I've been working with our illustrator for the show who's been creating all the key art for the episodes to turn them into desktop wallpapers so that you can enjoy them at home. But those are only available exclusively on the Patreon. And even at the most affordable tiers, I give you guys the chance to sign up for Games GM by me. I know there are lots of folks out there trying to learn new games and explore new systems and opportunities for storytelling. So maybe this is our chance to play together sometime soon. Let's get back to the show. advantage Brock yeah it didn't help <laughs> 20 to 21 natural 20 for a 22 we've got Daria at 22 um 15 to 20 uh-oh <laughs> 10 to 15 well I say it didn't help I'm at 10 and not the four I otherwise would have been but yes oh fuck LOL. 10. 5 to 10? 5. First up is Daria. So you have stabbed this egg, and about 10 feet from you, this person has who has been slowly trying to make their way towards you and your friends is standing. What was their immediate response at me shanking this goop sack? <laughs> he wasn't like, no, curse you! Uh, he... <laughs> No, you meddling kids. <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling kids. He seemed like okay with the situation. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling super settled about that if I'm being honest here. <laughs> I will sort of start to grow and you see the wound that Daria had inflicted on her palm almost starts to bubble up as if her blood is boiling. Ew. And I would like to invoke the blood curse of bloated agony against the crusty Goliath guy. Oh, that's a good one. So am I to understand for us here on, on the player side of the table, boiling blood is great. <laughs> for Daria, yeah. Because normally I'd think, you know, not great. Like, if you did it to me, it probably wouldn't be awesome. I'm not going to lie to you. But for Daria, it's hot. Literally hot. 
in her veins. But it is not Itzak, mind killer, who you have to worry about right now. Starting to push out of the egg, a creature of shadow and ash begins to appear. It smells like sulfur in this room as this thing pokes its beak out, a beak like sharp obsidian that casts itself about looking for a snack. It's very hungry. And I do believe that Dari, you're very, uh, you know, nearby available for beak action. And, and a big target right now. First, the beak turns towards all of you in a 30-foot cone, should be able to get everybody the way that you're sort of fanned out. And I would like everybody to roll a dexterity save as you try to shield your eyes. At least I get advantage on these. All right, 14. You are good, you cover your eyes. Whew. 15. 15 is good. 12. 12 is good. Pandora? 16. All of you manage to cover your eyes as a storm of ash and shadow blusters out of this beak towards you. And there is a huge screech that shakes the entire room and the entire structure of the egg and the webbing that was holding it begins to fall away as it begins to beat its huge wings and caw down at you. Ready to strike again, perhaps in the future. <laughs> perhaps now, yeah. Does a 16 hit you, Daria? It definitely does. That is three necrotic damage. Hellish rebuke. Okay. Uh, you need a dex saving throw. Oh, he fails so bad. Okay. All right, that's a good start. 17 points of fire damage. As this thing pecks down at you with its sharp beak and grabs a little bit of your of your shoulder, you explode with flame uh, that runs up your arm and across its body. Its body of shadow has to try and like reconstitute itself and manages to, but for a moment you think, hmm, magic is good against this thing. Solid, A, a plus plan. Um, next up in the order, we have Brock. Would it be me or Endo? Because my dex mod is negative one. Endo, what's your dex mod? Uh, plus one. Okay, so Endo first, then Brock. Following that cue, then, I will, in a singular motion, flip my bow over my shoulder and extend my left hand forward and begin sputtering something that is not nearly as delicate as I normally sound, and I'm going to cast Bane at both of these creatures. So they both have to make charisma saves. Uh, my save DC is 14. The creature of shadow fails and Itzak mind killer succeeds. Then I think as that spell leaves my hand, I'm going to kind of wrap my fist around some invisible string in the air and pull down and I'm going to cast as a bonus action, Word of Radiance. So both of them now need to do another con save. They both failed. They each take four points of radiant damage. 
you hear a, a pained cry from this bird-like creature as it takes double your radiant damage, and you realize it is susceptible to radiant damage. A creature of shadow, no likey radiant damn damn. Go figure. Nice work. All right, next up we have Brock. Gripping the axe. Just go, nope, 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 nope. And stomping forwards towards the, the egg sack. Uh, with every foot, that crackling, kind of amber-brown earthen energy circling around his feet, coursing up through him as his form shifts into his hulking badger form. As he closes in on this beaked shadow creature, if possible, trying to position himself still to where he is between Daria and Endo and Creepy Goliath McFuckface, storms in with the axe just double-handed smack down into this creature's beak with a reckless attack. Total 16 to hit. That hits. 12 points of slashing damage. Is this a magical weapon? It is not. All right, so reduced to six. Next up, we have Pandora. Pandora is looking a little little wild-eyed right now the giant creature and the goliath how far away are they from each other about 20 feet away from each other looking and seeing everybody fighting and not fully sure pandora is going to look at the door like towards the door and you see this moment of like i could i could just run <laughs> i could go so long suckers <laughs> i get it so she kind of goes down onto like all fours and as she does it kind of the fur fades into like a little bit different and, and just this form of an elk comes out and she is going to charge at the shadowy creature, I think. Ah, okay. So I know you're used to the three action economy of Pathfinder 2E, but in these mean streets of D&D 5th edition, as your type of druid, Circle of Dreams, it would take a an action to shift into your animal form and then you would still have a bonus action and a move action left but you wouldn't be able to attack this round unless you have some sort of bonus action attack i i i do really good stuff y'all uh <laughs> let's i don't have anything out of bonus action so we'll just um I'm an elk now. I was useful. Yeah, it's relatable, man. It, it, sometimes that first round druid ramp up, it, it takes a little bit to get going, but you're on your way. Hashtag just druid things. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> Next up, we have the fabulous Itzak Mind Killer. He raises up a hand and draws magical energy into his palm and aims it with advantage towards our reckless attacking barbarian. Love you, mean it. And he hits you twice. He's gonna take 1d8 necrotic damage when he does that second attack. Love that for him. If he could take necrotic damage, then that would be great. <laughs> Why are you like this? Also, hold on, are these both attack rolls or are they just auto hit? They are attack rolls for Eldritch Blast. Okay, what were the results? Because I have the I have a reaction to add to my AC. Okay, great. So the first one was a 23 to hit. Yeah, it's not going to help me. And the second one was a 19 to hit. I am going to not bother with that then. It's not likely to do enough. Okay, so that's, so that's 10 force damage. Okay. 
And to end his turn, Itzok steps back towards the pile of dead bodies behind him and says, You're a little bit much for me without my friends. Now we're back around to Daria. I will also say he has disadvantage on strength and dex checks. It's important that I know that. It is, because apparently it's the only thing my fucking curse does to him. (laughs) So now Daria's ginormous, and you kind of see her. She's actually going to, she's got the rapier in her right hand, and she actually takes her left hand and grips the blade itself, causing another small, like, trickle of blood to, to run down her forearm. And she's going to actually overhand it and just try and plunge it into this creature with the beak and drag the rapier down its front. Oh, amazing. All right, roll to hit. I'm not sure of the exact positioning, but maybe flanking Brock for advantage. I'll allow it. Uh, That's a 21 to hit. Yes, it absolutely hits. Uh, Four... Ah, oh, are you fucking kidding me? I rolled a two and two ones. Uh, so that's gonna be eight piercing damage. Wah, wah. Eight piercing, non-magical weapon. I'm magical right now because I'm big. Does that count? <laughs> I wish that it did, but unfortunately... <laughs> oh, one of those damage is actually magical damage because it came from enlarge. Okay, great. I will add one additional damage. <laughs> just let me have this hand. Just, just let me have it. You can have the one. That's fine. That's cool. I've done more damage to myself than I even thought about inflicting to this thing, so... <laughs> Well, that that do be how blood hunters do sometimes. All right. Now, I do feel a little bad for making fun of you. You know what? We're going to make the the one damn damn matter now because it attracts his attention. As this ash phoenix turns towards you, the shadow just barely lagging behind its movements, the eye narrows on you. In this moment, there is only hunter and prey. But this time, Daria, you're not the hunter. He snaps out at you twice with his pronged beak. Does a 17 hit you? Yes, it does. Please roll a strength saving throw. That's a natural one. Oh, wait, I have advantage. Sorry. Oh, oh. That's a seven plus zero. You are grabbed in its beak. You are grappled. You take six necrotic damage. And Brock, you're the closest. You just catch as Daria's eyes go bloodshot and her lavender flesh becomes sallow and gaunt as you watch the literal life begin to be sucked out of her, the shadow billowing around her as this creature attacks. And that's not all. You still have the talons to contend with, Daria. Ooh, does a dirty little 20 hit you? You fucking bet it does. (laughs) Five piercing damage plus a D4 of fire damage. So plus four fire damage. Plus two fire damage. Yeah. See, you can do it too. Boy, that's a tiny number at the top of my character sheet now. 
you can resist things just like me. Fuck you. <laughs> so sorry. All right, Endo, it is your turn. I think Endo is uh, has immediately lost patience with this situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tell me where he is, and I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt at second level on the creature that's got Dar Daria uh, grappled or clasped. Yeah. Grapple just means your speed is zero. It's like the most useless status condition. That's it. It's a 22 to hit. A 22 hits. Give me that guiding bolt damage and double it. Because he's so susceptible. Sixty-two points of radiant damage. <laughs> Jesus <Wow>. Christ. Uh <laughs> It's so dead. That's including it being doubled for the... Yeah, it's vulnerable. It's so fucking vulnerable. And it's so dead. Good. Describe to me how you destroy this shadow phoenix. I have to know. Tell me everything. <laughs> I imagine that... Is it... It's got Daria lifted up off the ground or just like it's clutch? It's like sure, go for it. You're killing it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> So it rears its head back with Daria still in it. Daria's like pushing against it and it is like getting ready to shake. There is this, it is glittering, but in the way that lightning glitters in the sky, energy that is encasing my hand, it shoots forward, kind of cutting through this dark room for a split second disappears into this creature. And then it explodes from within in this like burst of glittering twilight. I'm imagining that Daria is not so far off the ground that she takes damage, but no. um, she would also just be encased in this like pinky, purpley starlight um, as she falls and this creature just is eviscerated, disappears completely. Daria, you land, it's a little confusing because you, you land on your feet and it's suddenly kind of nice in here. <laughs> Beach vibes only, except for the horrifying undead Goliath man in the corner. <laughs> Amazing turn. Super fucked me over, but couldn't have happened to a nicer group. I do not take a bonus action, but I will turn with the residual energy in my hand and point towards this Goliath. Speak, or we will kill you. It should be noted that in real time, all of these actions have happened in less than 20 seconds. And as this rush of battle comes to a halt upon Endo's word, Itzhak's hands raised defensively in front of his chest, his eyes wide, impressed, tearful. Endo, please. We are not so different, you and I. I trusted him. I had faith that Nivain would always return to me. Sound familiar, darling. Endo, we should find him together and demand answers for his absence. Or perhaps just make sure that he is that he is well. Anything could have happened to him after all. He's important to me. I I loved him, Endo. And it was together after all that we found this place first heard the whispers of the Dark Mother when she told us the truth about the Feywild. 
that it is the prism through which all magic passes and the well from which it springs, but also that it is the prison that keeps the other planes and their denizens from reaching their full potential. Who says the Fey Courts should decide the measure of an individual's power? That they should keep that power from the prime material plane, from the astral sea, the heavens above, or the pits of hell itself. He locks each of you in turn in his gaze. Do we not all deserve arcane autonomy and the chance to determine our own destinies? I will tell you this. My brother is an excellent judge of character. I am the twilight and he is the dawn. He begins it, I will end it. You need not worry what you will do if you see my brother again. Very well. But one way or another, Artisulendo Lunetra, we are all caught in her web. You will be no different. And neither will Nivain, wherever he is now. Brock, you are next. Brock will, seeing the enlarged and I'm imagining at this point fairly bloodied form of Adaria, pivot as this conversation is happening and just lock his eyes on this figure with just cold, quiet fury. Does retain enough of his sense to glance over at Endo for a sense of direction? Uh, I think it's pretty evident at this point that uh, Fire, fire at will, like, I'm done with this motherfucker kind of a vibe, so. With unnatural quickness, Brock is on this guy. Full on baseball swing with the axe aiming straight towards the chest. Reckless once again. Uh, that is going to be a 21 to hit. Oh yeah, that'll hit. <sighs> Roll a one on the, the dice. So that's only going to be six points of slashing damage to that. So you cut into him and he says, Ooh, that hurts. You talk too much. I get that a lot. Uh, that's Anne talking. Uh, <laughs> Pan, <laughs> take us away, Pandora. Perhaps at the same-esque time that there's this look shared between Brock and Endo of like, should I attack or not? Pandora's already starting to charge with zero hesitation and is going to simply do her very best to ram her horns into him. 24 to hit. Yes, that'll hit. Because I charged as well, I get a little bit of extra damage. Ooh, uh, so that's 14 damage. And can you roll a uh, strength saving throw for me? Mm-hmm. That's a six, which is good, right? At disadvantage. Okay, fine, Daria, at disadvantage. <clears throat> well, that's a natural 20, but that's not happening for me, I guess. <laughs> I wanted to see how badly you fucked it up, okay, Anne? Six is pretty bad, man. It's pretty bad. <laughs> they get knocked prone. 
Brock's axe cleaves into his clavicle as in your elk form, you pile drive forward into him, catching him on your prongs and driving him to the ground. He weakly lifts up his hands, trying to extricate himself as he <laughs> gasps for air and control of this situation that he is clearly on the losing end of. I think it's time we said goodbye. And he waves his hands with a ripple in the air and a vibration of the ground. He casts a spell and is gone. Uh, are we like kind of pinning them on, on either side or into against like a nearby a wall or anything like that? So it's not that you've driven him into a wall. It's that you've pushed him to the ground, both of you on either side, on the far side of the egg from where you started your charge. How does it work with invisibility and attacks of opportunity if they leave? Do we just get a disadvantage if we feel? Yeah. Do we, I mean, if they move, right? Spoilers, but yes, you have your horns actively stuck into this person. So despite casting invisibility, you absolutely feel that they try to extricate themselves and leave. So go ahead and take those attacks of opportunity, my guys. Cool. 16 for me. A 16 will hit. Uh, 10 points of slashing damage from me. 14 plus 5. <laughs> Math. My strongest of suits. <laughs> That'll hit too. That is going to be 9 points of damage. So Pandora, you feel him begin to move and you just rip your antlers through his gut. And Brock, you spin trying to catch him any way you can with the axe and both of you see splatters of blood cast along the ground. You hope to see him fall out of his invisibility but unfortunately he just keeps going leaving a trail of blackened blood behind him. Just a quick question. Does he maintain concentration on invisibility? Ooh, you know what? That's a good point. Let's see. <sighs> Sorry. God, no, he really doesn't. <laughs> so the invisibility begins wearing off and he appears at the door looking back at you guys. Um, and he goes, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's Daria's turn. Does he look like he's in pain? Let's be clear. He didn't seem to care about pain or things that living people would care about. But... He certainly wants to be around to carry out his ends, and uh, he seems concerned that that might not happen. So as soon as he drops the invisibility and just kind of goes, fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> Daria goes into like this wolfish grin, which is especially terrifying in her current state of almost being dead herself. There's blood running down both of her forearms. Yeah, Daria's like constantly on the verge of dying. Yeah, um. I like to live on the edge. <laughs> she sort of lowers her head and just charges him full force with her rapier. I would like to stab him into the wall if I can to just kind of just some extra oomph there. He has his hand on the door and you are just moving to just into that door. Uh, that's a 24 to hit. Terrifying. That hits. God, y'all are rolling rocks today. <laughs> 15 points of piercing damage. 
Daria, I'm going to toss this one back to you. Describe the manner in which you absolutely murder this Spider-Man. <laughs> as soon as Daria's blade makes contact, she starts to actually like tilt the rapier down and just keeps pushing until her like up to her wrist is just like inside of his sort of half desiccated body and he sort of slumps around her and you feel this last unbreath exude from his form on your shoulder well that was pretty stupid wasn't it i will start to make my way over there as soon as i get within reach i will just just very gently kind of pat the back of Daria's elbow and cast Healing Word. That's seven points of healing to Daria. Hey, I'm back up in the double digits. <laughs> Is Daria the only one hurt right now? I took 10 points, but just visually looking at Brock, it's barely a scratch to him. <laughs> <laughs> Daria's very close to dead. <laughs> what else is new? Fuck you, Anne. <laughs> Sorry. My shoes are barely dirty. <laughs> I think it's unlikely, but I do want to check this guy to see if there's any indication of the people he was working with or any iconography, messaging, anything he might have had on him that would give me a clue, like, why my brother was involved with somebody who would be here. As you're searching this gentleman's rags, you don't find much, but you do find a necklace, a symbol that your brother had like drawn on letters when he was writing home to you and it was sort of like their their sigil for their adventuring party each of you sort of taking stock of this room searching looking for things and the stench of death and these just a countless number of bodies faces and limbs at odd angles and various states of decay is overwhelming but would anybody care now that you have a bit of time to look about to roll an arcana check to figure out more about what's going on so not the arcana check but i do want to note whilst that situation over there by the door is going on brock now shifting back to his normal form is going to go around each of the other eight pointed circles in this the sigil that was on there and not being particularly delicate about it is going to just hoy any body that's left in one of those circles out of it uh, ch checking to make sure that they're dead as he's doing so but he does not want anything left that could potentially reactivate that weird bird thing you carefully begin pulling the bodies away from the points of this ruined star on the ground. And you do, as you pass by where Daria initially was standing, notice that she smudged out some of them. And in your effort to you know, carefully remove this potential future threat, while Arcana isn't your strong suit, you do put together that there was some effort and method over time to this and with the amount of bodies the failed effort many times over you keep thinking about it daria knew to smudge out this rune 
who knows what might have happened if she hadn't. I was going to say, too, the other thing he would be keeping an eye out for is any sense of commonality between the, the bodies that were in the circles, be it the same type of species or anything to indicate they were part of the same group or just anything that might tie them together or if they were just random victims. There is nothing that strikes you as a commonality between these people, except that different groups or individuals seemed to have died at different times. So perhaps some were killed in a group, some individually, and this project has been going on for quite some time. That being said, as you rifle through these creatures and you try to make sense of this, you come across an item, still gleaming silver, even in the dim light, a sickle carved with natural imagery of animals and plants and moons and stars. Mistress Endo, uh, apologies for my interruption if I may, but I think you might want to have a look at this. It seems like it might be kind of your area of expertise. Yeah, still kind of chewing on all of this, just wordlessly walk across the room and look at what whatever Brock is holding. Excellent. Now, before we get into that, I just want to check with Pandora, because I haven't heard from her, I don't think, since the battle ended. Pandora, when the fight ended, um, shifts back and out of the elk form. Um, when she does, could I also make that arcana check from before? Uh, 16. I also would like to clock the sickle. Yes, you can. And you may. <laughs> Once you have returned to the, the center of your tabaxi form, the glint of silver catches your eye, and you do make out some of those shapes that are imprinted on the sickle. You've absolutely seen other druids carrying weapons like this, either from the Court of Seeds or the Court of Radiance itself. These weapons are enchanted to create a deeper connection between the druid and the primordial source from which they draw their magical power. However, you also think about the fact that Brock was pulling all these bodies away from the runic symbols on the ground and you go to inspect them. You notice a lot of what Daria also clocked earlier. Beyond the conjuration magic, there is also a sense of transmutation and the hemocraft involved in blood magic. It seems that these people were brought here so that when they were killed, their life energy would be drained and drawn into the egg. That whatever purpose that this temple has or this space has beyond what you've seen is being protected by the Ashen Phoenix. However, there are also runes of necromancy in the star, meaning that once the phoenix had hatched and risen, it could have pushed energy out to draw minions from the dead into the fray to fight alongside it. <laughs> and the only thing that stopped that from happening was Daria's instinct to smudge out the rune. You're fucking welcome. <laughs> Sure. 
you know, it, I know we're looting bodies here and that seems like a very Daria thing. I, I actually think Daria would be more focused on Pandora after this fight because Pandora is the only thing in this room that has not attacked them. It's fair. It's fair. Yet. Yet. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Still covered in blood, mind you. She would she would sort of approach Pandora and and just kind of, I think I owe you an apology. Oh, uh, that's that's okay. I would have done the same thing. I try not to stab my friends, but you understand. We wandered into a room, and you just happened to be here, and you happened to wake up, and then things happened to attack us. But you did come to our aid. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, I'm I'm Daria Volcanus, and she'll sweep into sort of this deep flourish bow. Um, and these are my companions, Brock and Endo. Uh, pleasure to meet you all. I'm uh, Pandora. And she will kind of go into a matching bow of yours. Though perhaps maybe not as Graceful with her clothes. (laughs) You said someone brought you here. Have you been to the Seelie Court? Yes, they're sort of why we're here. How's the tree? Oh, you've been in here a while then. Um, A while? How long? It's not great. How many days has it been since it's been attacked? Well, uh, it's it's sort of dying, and the only reason it isn't dying is because the queen is using her life force to keep it alive, but, you know. It's been about a week, because it took you guys a week to gather there and come out here. There's this processing that occurs on Pandora's face. Did, were they looking for, for me? I apologize. Are you someone important? No, no, not not at all. I I should not have assumed. Should we be looking for you? Did you hurt the tree? <laughs> I did not. I was there when it was hurt. Oh, well, then you can solve this riddle for us right now and we can all get paid. <laughs> Who did it? The woman thing that wasn't... The one that he was talking about. That left that to get more bodies. It, it was them. But we don't have a name or what, what what did they look like i couldn't see past the hood they're magic though and they had the glowing red eyes and brown fur well that's that's a little bit more than we had to go in we should go we shouldn't stay here i do think that you could perhaps be of some assistance though brock and endo are you done stealing from the poor dearly departed honestly you two (laughs) highly distasteful this behavior actually i did see that sickle can i see it as daria shouts this across the chamber i think you get like a single icy eye over your shoulder because Endo definitely saw you pick up whatever it is that you, uh... It's fine when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh, as, as I'm... As Brock hands this to me, do I recognize anything on... Does this seem at all familiar? What's the deal with sickles? <laughs> okay, but 
for real. You live in a, a mystical, magical realm in a eternal, world-spanning wood. So it stands to reason that that you've known a druid or two in your time, in your extensive time as an Eladrin. Even though you are from the gloaming, the amethyst wood, and Pandora is from the Court of Radiance, you've both seen weapons like this throughout the Feywild. You also know that this one is particularly nice. It is shiny and bright and beautiful despite being housed for gods know how long in this awful place. But other than that, it's going to take, you know, an identify spell or for someone to spend some time attuning to it to know exactly what it does. Yeah, I will turn back and walk towards where Pandora and Daria are standing, um, kind of clutching this thing and uh, just sort of like hold it out and display it. Does, is it familiar to me? It is not something that like my aunt had this exact blade. Like it's not. <laughs> it's it's not that. I will cast detect magic as I look over it, and as I just kind of say, I was taught my druid magic while here in the Fey. This is something I've seen before. This is absolutely a magical weapon, and it as the as it like glows in front of you as your spell activates you get abjuration magic on it uh which is probably what is keeping it nice and pristine you also get evocation off of it which is indicative that there's probably some other magical function to it that if you were to spend time with it and attune to it you might be able to discern and there is i don't know how else to say this but just a vaguely druidic vibe Interesting, but uh, Daria, was it, yes? Yes, dear. You're hurt. May I assist you? You kind of see the, the like wall of pride almost wash over Daria in this moment. I'll be fine, darling. It's, it's nothing but a scratch. Perhaps we should leave. I feel that we've worn out our welcome. As you say, Mistress Daria, we just want to burn the bodies before we leave this place. That way, they won't come back. Oh, are we burning things now? I do love a good bonfire. <laughs> Did you take the Goliath's body? That's still pinned to the door, I believe. He would not have messed with that. No, he, he's... <laughs> the door the door just, like, creaks as his body is just, like... Like, on a... <laughs> <laughs> just a really morbid door knocker. <laughs> That's an um. endo thing. He's not touching that. <laughs> And so Brock and Daria begin bonfire pyring these bodies, leaving Endo and Pandora to look at the sickle. The sickle is currently in Pandora's hands, yes, because she cast Dispel Magic? Okay. Great. So the two of you are standing there, pouring over this sickle and considering its origins with the backdrop of Itzok's corpse slumped against the door. I do recommend not leaving that outside of the pyre. I, I have no further business with him. I, I cannot communicate with those who have passed. Yes, if we should burn it, then go ahead. Pandora will try to <laughs> pull it off the door as Daria and Brock are otherwise engaged. <laughs> How tenderly 
does Pandora try and remove this corpse from the door? What is what is pinning it to the door? Uh, well, I would like to think that it was probably just the sheer force that Daria exerted upon it has sort of like molded part of his torso into the wood itself. Pandora goes to be like, oh, let me go pull the... There's nothing there. Uh, and then you see her kind of look at her hands and her fur and like does not want to actually get them really gross right now. Uh, and <laughs> does not reach for the body anymore. Just kind of like steps back and like looks... Darius sees this and is going to kind of just go over. Um, and with her gloved hands, she grabs him by his ears and peels him off the door and starts dragging him across the floor to Brock. God, this is such a morbid scene of y'all just dragging bodies across this room. Guys, we're the heroes of this adventure (laughs) but as you pull this goliath and drag him over to the other bodies where the pyre is being set up oh god this is gonna sound way dirtier than i mean it to you see (laughs) flopping out of this goliath's robe a wand flopping out of his robes you see You did say we were in the labyrinth, and this seems like a very David Bowie kind of moment. I'm just going to throw it out there. A wand of some type, not attached to him, uh, made of wood and metal, rolls out onto the floor and away from his body so as to be very clear that it was never a penis. It was never a penis. wooden wand (laughs) flops to the ground. Got it. Detect magic still being up and having kind of walked the room. I will I will look at it too as it just kind of rolls. It is exerting the same abjuration magic and evocation magic, but you don't know what kind of evocation spell could be stored in such a thing. And I pick it up and I just kind of look over to Endo and I offer it to you. What he said about the Feywild being a prison is not wrong, but prisons work both ways. Uh, I, I'll, I'll extend a hand out and accept the stick that you're handing me. I know far less about it, so. Oh, it's magical. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you don't do magic? I don't know how to use these, um, perhaps you know better to hold these. Amazing. I can find out what they do and we can. Yes, and then we'll just decide. I don't. They are not my brothers. I don't know if they were those who were with him or something else, but they are not his, so I don't... Awkwardly take both of them back. <laughs> Pandora, you take both of these items off into a corner to Vulcan mind meld with them, I guess. But that leaves Endo. In your first quiet moment alone after all of these revelations... You're left staring down at the palm of your hand, in which sits the long leather cord with the silver symbol of your brother's adventuring party resting at the end of it. So many questions. Where is your brother now? What did he get himself into? What did he hear spoken to him and Itzhak in this very room? And that's when you hear her in your own mind. 
I can help you find your brother. 